Blog Talk Radio. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Some football, y'all. Yes, 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 yes. Good morning, good morning, and once again, you, you ready, morning. Michael? Here we go. Are you ready for some football? I am ready. Happy NFL Sunday, yes. We we are psyched. We are ready. Our division that we report on is kind of looking like crap, but it's all right though. <laughs> We're going to talk uh, about the NFC North, the ups and <laughs> the downs. What's gone right? What's completely gone wrong? And how every single game was a shocker from last Sunday to Thursday night. So, good morning. This is your host, Kaz, live with you here on Football Fan Rush Radio. I have Mike and Mike also here joining us this morning. Good morning, fellas. What's going on? Good morning. Uh, yeah. Um, what the oh, hell is that? Is that how Bears fans? You know what? I'm still in shock. There's so many places to start. Let's let's just start. You want to start with the Packers? Uh, we got to start that with out the Packers, the and, that, and the, the end of that game changed their whole season. The you know what I'm saying? Half of that game, and and, uh, and I noticed we're starting with the Packers. But if we talk about that Packers Lions game, we're consistently going with the Packers Lions again. I said do you want to talk about the Packers. There's nothing to talk about when it comes to the light. They played them. They played them. I mean, you know. That's what it was. Yes, they showed up. Kind of. Are you sure they showed up? I said kind of. I mean, there were bodies on the field. You know, I mean, there were bodies on the field. Well, that's that's really (laughs) all I can say. Right, so back to the Packers. I mean, that's not even really much talk about that game because that game – that, that no. coaching staff is atrocious on the on the no, Lions we, side. So let's talk about no, the Packers we, and Eddie Lacy seeming to be. Why are you thinking over it? No, because we're not talking about the Lions. The Lions, they were there. Right. Yeah, the Lions actually there. had a chance. The Lions had a, a, a amazing chance to. They they came out the gate really strong, really hard. Defense actually looked pretty decent. Um, Matt Stafford throwing the ball, making some great connections. They came out scoring early. They looked really good. But the Lions had this notorious problem in finishing games. The Lions did not do a great job at finishing. I think and I know last week that the two teams not, found a way to and, lose that game. And, and that's if, Cleveland if and that's Detroit. going to be the case, if, if you're going to break down in a key matchup like that, that was a divisional matchup, that was key. If you're going to break down like that, of course, you're talking about Aaron Rodgers. You're talking about veteran status. Why would Aaron Rodgers not take advantage of that? And also, when Aaron Rodgers knew that him and the offensive staff, the OC staff, knew that the ground game wasn't quite working out, which we'll move on to with Eddie Lacy, there was just aerial attacks, and then Aaron Rodgers just took the ball. I mean, Aaron Rodgers ran a touchdown in. What the? What? Aaron Rodgers <laughs> was, was like – 
the last play of the Adidas game. Adidas love to shout out the I, game. Adidas love the props they got off that show. You know well, they did. You know, <laughs> That's crazy. So, you know, the Lions are in try again next year mode, and the Packers are now like, we probably still have it. Now, I'm not I'm not convinced by the Packers right now only because I've seen where very good teams have picked them apart. Well, but considering the Packers, this division, it's not good teams that have to pick them apart. Remember, the Lions picked have, them apart once this season. The what? <laughs> I mean, the, the 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 best thing about the Packers is is that the best thing for the Packers. I'm sorry. Did is you that the Vikings already them, lost on wait, Thursday? Did you say the Packers picked them apart? I mean, the Lions picked them apart. Because not like in the first, not in the second game. In the first game, the Lions did pick up, pick the part the, of the Packers apart. Because you know the score was like eighteen to sixteen, all right? Yes. Like had the Packers. For the Lions, Packers that is like picking somebody. Two more minutes. <laughs> the Bears. He does have a point. The Bears. Well, I mean, the Bears well, were not ready. The Bears, no, the Bears. No, the Bears are not ready. No, nah, they no, weren't. The Bears ready are not ready, they, but. Honestly, are, the Bears did under, better than most thought they would do this season. I'm talking about in that matchup, the Lions and the Bears. Oh, no, they weren't ready. It, it was very obvious they had no clue what to yeah, do. They, 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 they were there like, you know, hold I on, they, y'all said. They, were, they underestimated, the, underestimated the losing record, you know, and, and that's the one thing you have to keep in mind when you're in, in playing football, period. You can't – nobody's record is indicative, indicative of how they're going to play that particular day. Yeah. That's something that happened in the week. You know, you don't know what happened during the week, what might get them a little bit fired up here and there. You know, and they're not even worried about who you are. They're just there to play and, you know, and play and do what they do. And if you – I mean, just, because – If you go – if you underestimate that, like, you know, I mean, you know – It was almost like the Lions getting into that game – it's almost like the Lions came into that game like, yeah, we own seven, but we ain't losing to the Bears. It's just not. No, we ain't losing to the Bears. It's just not going to happen. Well, that was their first just win, the and I think that that was the biggest thing for them was trying to get out of the L. I'm like, they just weren't going out like that. They just So that was their very first win. Mm-hmm. Uh, but back, back on the Packers, I would rather look at today's game and I can't see Matt Castle having another good game. I just can't. Because the, the <laughs> Packers are playing you... against. And I the Packers know. are playing against. Uh, Wait a minute, you Cowboys. can't see who having another. He said Matt Castle. I can. Okay. Well, what makes you say you can't have. Hey, I, I just want to yeah. hear him, like, you know, explain that a little bit so we can get a little bit more detail. It's it's not even anything against Matt Castle. Matt Castle in general can can be a good QB in the right system with the right offensive coordinator. Uh, let me let me be honest about that. But with Dallas, it's almost like their offense has been designed so much around Tony Romo. The coaching staff has not been able to make that ju- adjustment. I'm not going to sit here and act like Brandon Wheaton or Matt Castle are the next coming. 
but the coaching staff has not still not made the adjustment since game two of the season. The coaching staff has not put their QB, their backup QB, in a good position. I mean, uh, we talked a bit about uh, other QBs in a pre-show meeting. Sometimes it's just about how good the coaching staff, the coordinator, and the head coach gel with the QB. And they clearly have not gelled with Matt Castle or Brandon Wheaton. And with that being so, said, I don't. But that I, don't I mean, think but but but, that, but Matt. Has, go ahead. Matt hasn't looked bad for them. He hasn't looked bad. He hasn't looked good either. Yes, he has. He has. And what game has yeah. he looked good? He looked good. Um, it was two games ago. Unfortunately. Um, Nobody wanted to catch the ball, so that you know. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't this game about catching the ball? I, but that's on the receiver. That's on the person throwing it. Right. That's you know. That's on the receiver. Well, see, if you get if the ball, like like you said last week, you know, if the ball is in your hand or anywhere in the vicinity of your body where or within reach, you should be able to catch it. Now, yes, let's just that, that, that every time. But, but so, Once the ball so if he's hand, so if he's put, pull it in. Right. So if he's putting it on their hands and they're not catching that, that's not his fault. That's <laughs> which, uh, the reason that that lasted uh, there is because even when Tony, even even when Tony Romo came back, Dez Bryant couldn't figure that out either. I mean, like well, Dan Bryant played the entire game with Tony Romo until Tony got hurt. Like, what was that? That was a pass. I didn't quite catch that. That was his whole game. While I will say that 100%, <laughs> if you touch the ball, you're supposed to pull it in. I will also say the quarterback still gets the interception stat put on his record when it was clearly the wide receiver's fault. So oh, but that doesn't mean that Matt Castle was playing bad. He just got a bad notch. You know, he got a demeric. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Years ago, he got a lot of demerits because uh, it, you and I both know the quarterback gets all of the praise and all of the blame. And, so, and right about now, when the wide receivers aren't catching the ball, he's getting all of the blame. And – until that uh, well, I mean, you know, attitude if you look, takes hold if you look at it, Well, from the standpoint of, like, right now, he's um, he had 167 attempts, 103 completions. He's thrown for 1,125, you know, in the yards. He has five touchdowns. Yeah, should he be – could he be further along? Yeah, he could. You know, as far as being productive well, and – but he no, has to play yeah, but, many but, games. But, I mean, they has to go through the Brandon Wheaton era. Like, you know. Yeah, right. You know, so, I mean, you have to take that into consideration, too. You know, he's not doing I do, great. but I'm, I'm being. You know, I mean, he's not doing great, but for, for the position that he's in and what he has to deal with and what, you know, in that environment that, you know, down there in Dallas, man, you, you got to give him his credit. You know, you can't. I'm not know, giving him credit. You know why I'm not giving him credit? Brock Osweiler looks better than uh, Matt Castle. <laughs> well, Osweiler, he's 6'8". 
you know, he's a, I mean, come on, man. He's taller than the damn defensive line. Let's be for real. <laughs> I mean, keeping it real, he's, he can see over everybody. He's, I'm, I'm pretty sure if you put the entire everybody up, the offensive line, and then just say everybody stand up, he can see over the entire line and down the field. What are you talking about? I mean, that's totally different. <laughs> I'm serious. What? <laughs> The problem you is can't even we're talking about QBs, the best thing we can say about Brock Osweiler is his height. No, he can Dude, ball. Is the ball he can ball. 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 He I mean, yeah, but, but Brock know, Osweiler I mean, doesn't play for like he doesn't play for you know, the Cowboys, not, he, and and, right, and so. Matt Castle's whole like they were like, come here, Matt Castle, sit on the bench for this one game. You see what happens? Here's a playbook. Come out and do all of this the opposite way next week. What's the? You know what I'm saying? So like you got you got that's what I'm saying, man. You got to give him a little bit. He's like he's throwing. It's a situation he's in. He's doing the best he can under that pressure. You know, you got. I you know, have zero confidence. And then you got, then you got the falsehood of Tony Romo coming back, and you know, and the next thing you know, Olive. he's like, uh, yeah. you know, then he's he's there for all of you know a blink of an eye uh, again. You know what? He, if you were, I was watching. Um, uh, what was it? Fast Five the other night. Fast Six, one of them. And it's the one where Brian O'Connor goes back and he goes and goes back undercover to um, talk to the drug dealer. And he breaks dude's nose on the uh, wall and he says, oh, again, that's how Tony Romo probably felt. I'll guarantee you like I did this again. Like, why were you in the first place? So you got the falsehood of this dude getting ready to step back in the game and he gets hurt and then they throw the book at him and say, all right, man, it's on you. I'm sure you we know you can handle it. And then, like you said before, you got the issue of him you know, I can't go with you on the whole coach thing and the system thing because if he's been there, lo- how if he's been there long enough to see the system, he should know it. Huh? There you have it. I'm not saying you know. That. Uh, so so it can't be all the coaching. It can't be all. It's not all on him. It's not all the coaching. It's a mix of the whole situation down there and the environment. We ain't down there, so we don't know what's really going on in that locker room. What's being said. But the bottom line is, he's a leader on the field, and just based off of what I'm looking at, he's not doing too bad. He's always and I still have zero out. confidence in Matt Castle being able to pull I this game out against the Packers. On anybody that puts on a Cowboys uniform this season, and they have it. <laughs> <laughs> You talking about let down? Let fans will not give up. Like, I will say this much, uh, football fan, Rush fans, in our fantasy football league, Cassandra cut Des Bryant so quick, fast, in a hurry. Uh, yes, yes, yes. She cut him quicker than I've ever seen somebody cut somebody of his caliber. She didn't wait around okay. to see, okay, maybe he will come back and I'll still have a good uh, receiver on my team. She said, bye-bye. She said, goodbye. I'm not waiting. Bye-bye to Dez Bryant. Yep. <laughs> so they she has zero confidence in so any, any cowboy. The monkeys 
super cute, and I don't care about your monkey. I don't <laughs> just don't care. Wow. This, this season, I have zero. I will take. I will put Kirk Cousins on my league before I put Dez Bryant back on my league, and that's just real. And that's just that. And moving right along. And moving right along. So is that all we're going to say so about the, the Cowboys, Cowboys Packers game? The Cowboys Packers matchup, honestly, though, going swinging back over to that. Like, what do you guys see? Right. In as far as this matchup, only and the reason that you can't take this game lightly is, of course, the Cowboys are some kind of way some TV favorites or something like that that people think. Or and I don't really understand. The 1973 America's Right, you know, they, they, still, but, they live in the past. They need to go get one the of the largest fan bases. <laughs> but the Packers are streaky, and it's, it's very, very weird. I have yet to figure out their ups and downs. And when the Packers are down, they're really, really down. So, I'm trying to figure out, you know, exactly like what's going on. Is this is this honestly going to be an easy win for the Packers? I don't see it being easy. Ever since the Packers lost to the Broncos some weeks ago, even the wins that they've had, they have not been easy. Uh, Nope. They beat the Vikings and they beat the Lions. That's it. They've lost to the Bears. They've lost to the Lions. They've lost to the Broncos. And they should have lost the second time to the Lions. So the Packers have a lot to prove before the rest of the season is over with. And the way it's looking in the NFC, the first weekend of the playoffs, the Packers will likely have to play the Vikings in that first round, in the wild card round. Uh, the NFC North is going to be battling itself out in the playoffs. And honestly, it's getting to the point where, and on this show, it, this is going to be almost like blasphemy, what I'm about to say. I have more faith in Teddy Bridgewater than I do in the overall play of the Packers. Um, and we're going to take a moment of silence for that. I think Aaron Rodgers is a much better what, what, What's in your coffee? Well, I have not had coffee? any coffee this morning. You just spike it? You sure? <laughs> you no, know I have not had any coffee this morning. <laughs> Are you okay. saying I need to get some coffee? I, I, you, um, I need to wake yeah, up. Yeah, and, and it's not, and it's not, it's not that I actually have faith in Teddy Bridgewater. It, to me, that's more indicative of the lack of faith I have in the Packers. And that is more or less to my point, and I think that shows how little faith I have in the Packers. Because you all have heard everything we've said about Teddy Bridgewater in the last four or five weeks. Yeah, we're not the only ones. And my point was less to say that I've gained some faith in Teddy Bridgewater. It's more to say I've lost faith in, in the Packers. And I... 
and I chose such an outlandish statement to prove my point. The Packers, you don't know which team you're going to get, and even when they do win, it's almost like it's not, the other team lost. Yes, yeah, rather than the Packers won. Right, right. It's not convincing. Um, the game that the the Vikings lost to the Packers, it was almost the like the Vikings lost. didn't come to play that day. They, I, and, I, I still believe that they had watched this commercial like this is your brain on drugs or something and went out there like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and then so the last <laughs> game against the Lions. I'm so <laughs> The Lions lost that game. I don't know anyone that feels like the Packers won that game. I couldn't believe the Lions. I, I agree with you. I will wholeheartedly agree with you. I could not believe the Lions just let that go like that. I was like, so defense? No, you don't I don't play think that. Uh-huh. I, I mean, from the standpoint, I didn't even see the game, but when I looked at it, when I looked at halftime or saw it flash up on the screen, whatever I was doing, they had a 20-point lead. I was like, wait a minute. Hold up. Stay up. Next thing you know, they just weren't up. Like they were they were doing everything right. They would, yeah, yeah. It it was awesome to see. Like you know, it was like you know how everybody goes into hiding and then things start to get positive and you peek out the bushes. Then you stand next to the bush. Then you come out the bush completely like, oh, okay. And then it was like, so they got all the people out the bushes that have faith in the lions, and then it's like the package just threw rocks at them. <laughs> like it was a ploy. Like, hey, is it just me or did Cassandra like, describe the whole Simpson meme when they they come out ah! and go back in the bush? They didn't even make it back in the bush. They just got stolen. Like everything. it was, it was that bad. <laughs> it, it was I mean, that bad. That that that. It, first they did everything oh, right on offense. Oh, then they man. did everything right on defense. Then they did everything wrong on offense, and then they did everything wrong on defense. It's like, like you know, instantly in, the, you in one know game. What happens? Like right? Like how? You know? Uh, I mean, and, and it, it wasn't it's hard to, just that they did wrong. It's, it's, it's hard they to be, be empathetic, man. Like I, like you know, uh, like dude, come on, man, for real. Like y'all, how you build that? I mean, I, I'm gonna tell you another thing that is very interesting. The referees this season have done so bad that even when they did bad in that game, people are still blaming the Lions. Because <laughs> the referees the did have a bad game, too. Yeah. Everybody had a bad game in, in Detroit. But the referees know, had a bad that, game. Detroit had a bad game. The coaching staff had a bad game. Heck, even the Packers had a bad game. <laughs> in four field. No, like, real talk, like, the Packers did have a bad. So, I, I, I guess the Packers thing was, the Packers were all defeated and down and out, and I guess they were like, well, you're not going to win, we'll win. Like, what the? We'll win. Like, it, was, it was just, you know, you know we'll if it. you don't want to take yeah. this home, we will. You know, well, so we so, gave y'all the opportunity, here, and since y'all don't want to take advantage of it, we'll go right ahead and just, you know, do this real quick. Yeah, I don't know, but you know, as far as today. So, though, so in today's, so in today's matchup, what do you guys think? I'm picking you know, the team from Green Bay. Okay. But I have no confidence in that pick. I mm. I don't know. I think that I think Dallas might pull it out. Hmm. 
I mean, Ooh, to be honest, I would love to see. I, I would like love to see old ladies. Okay, go ahead. I mean, well, I mean, because if you, I mean, from the standpoint of you know, Dallas has nothing to lose by beating Green Bay. What they gonna lose? They have nothing to lose at all. I'm gonna tell you what I want to happen. You know, I so want if they Dallas come to out, lose. I want Dallas to lose. I want the Redskins to lose. I want the Giants to lose, and I want Philly to win so everybody can be five and eight next week. That would be interesting. You you know what? And you wanted that same hockey monkey last week, and you know, just stop. We want to get to the end of this season so bad. Like what we're witnessing this season, people are like, "What week is this?" Like, I mean, unless you're in Arizona, New England, Carolina, nobody even cares about the Cardinals, and I cannot wait to get to that. So we will leave that for last. I mean, that's people I mean, yeah, fans. Yeah. I'm sorry. Pardon I mean, but unless funny. you're in one of those, but markets, overall, no one cares about football this season. No, no. Everybody cares. No, people, everybody cares. Right now, we're just, we're just we're just feeling Bono where everybody hurts right now. That's, <laughs> that's the problem. We care. I mean, I mean, you got, you got uh, at the end, like the, later on in the show, the I would end. love to have a conversation about teams that injuries have may have actually made their, the the injury may have actually made the team better. Who? Oh, that'd be interesting. Team. Yeah, put, put, put who on the table? Who, team? who you got? One team that I, I, I would definitely put on that table would be uh, Seattle. Jimmy Graham's injury may have made that team better because the defense does not team. know if it's a run or pass play anymore. Because when Jimmy Graham was on the field, it was obvious pass play. When he wasn't on the field, it was a run play. <laughs> And even though Jimmy Graham had started to do good, and I had noticed that they got back to their identity on offense once he went down. That's just one example. I, uh, and there are a few others. There are a few others that it actually took place. I mean, look at Kansas so, City. They seem wait, to have wait, gotten wait, better. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Packers Cowboys. One for the Packers, one for the Cowboys. I'm very neutral in this game. I think I'm just watching this game to see the capability that the Packers <laughs> might have in the season the Cowboys could take advantage of. I I don't and I should care who wins for obvious reasons. So is that how we're wrapping that one up before we go to Kansas? Yeah. So basically I think we're for the, as a show, we're we're giving it a push. We're calling it a no decision. Like, if this were a boxing match no with three judges, decision. no, no decision. decision. Unless Floyd Mayweather was boxing, even though it was no decision, somebody's going to give him a point and he's going to get it. Lot of my, um. So, so the, t- the, the show has given a no decision for that game. What's the next game? All right. Chicago Bears and the Washington Redskins. Ew. I'm a Bears fan, and I Kirk don't Cousins, care. Kirk baby. Yeah. You like that? You like that? Yeah. <laughs> Kirk that has become the viral the term skins. around the NFL. You like that? Honestly, Who no, I thought, don't like that. Okay. Who would have thought that the, the Redskins would be sitting atop of 
anything. Um, that division is a mess. The Giants, the Redskins, the Cowboys. It really, the Eagles, I mean, yeah. Nobody knows it's, what's it's going terrible. on over there. If you need an NFL three five and seven teams and one make, four and eighteen. If you need an NFL meme right. to make your office laugh on Monday morning, go to NFL memes. Ninety percent of them are about the Cowboys, the Redskins, <laughs> definitely the Giants. Money to know what's going on with the Eagles. But they do have a matchup today. They are coming into um, Soldier Field, home of the Bears, right here in Chicago, where we are as well. And I decided to see what many were thinking when it came to the over-under. And believe it or not, I'm watching as this is, is changing. And while most of the betting odds are, are, you know, most of the bets are in favor of, well, they were until three hours ago in favor of the Bears. It's rapidly changing. Um, the Redskins have honestly been shocking. I mean, they they shocked just about, not every team, but just about every team that they've played. I mean, even when they opened up against Carolina, it took Carolina a minute to shake them. Carolina right now is still the only undefeated team in the NFL but it still took Carolina a minute to actually shake. I mean, they were 14 and 14 and 14 and 14 and 17 and 17. The Redskins were like, yeah, they were playing right with you. They were playing right with it. They took, were playing right with Yeah, the score turned out to be a disaster, but initially you saw that. And from, <laughs> but since, yeah, oh, wow. But since that game, I don't know if it lit a different fire in the Redskins, but since that game, the Redskins have been playing football of what we've seen in Redskins in days of old when I was like a, a – well, not as good as when I was a little bitty girl. But they don't feel that they have anything to lose. So now they're coming into Soldier Field. The problem that I have with that is every time the Bears come against this type of – that doesn't have anything to lose, hence the 49ers, the Lions, the Bears lose. The Bears are not successfully earlier. finishing. The Bears are not successfully finishing their games. Um, they're getting to the fourth quarter, and that's when you need the most fire and some of the best play calling. I love how the Bears staff makes adjustments, but it hasn't been enough to get them past what we are considering subpart teams. They're actually taking L's. So this is this is a, a pretty big matchup. No, it's not going to send the Bears into the pinnacle of the playoffs. But it's something to watch with the key injuries that the Bears have. Do we do we know if Kevin White's playing today? Um, there, there's so many things. No, Kevin the Bears White. They, really... they decided that he's not playing. They decided he's. Oh. Um, they're not going to pull him off the ball hockey, list and he's not going to play through the season. You know what? I... <laughs> and I'm quite sure half of the fans, the way that they looked when I was at the draft with that pick, and now they're probably all sitting around like, you know. So that I'm, is, sure. I'm not. I'm not really that bad on that pick because really that same hurt. thing. The same thing is happened with Alshon Jeffrey. He played is one he or really two hurt? games. Is he hurt? I wanted to. I don't know. Actually, hurt. I don't know. He, he, he didn't could look also super be, hurt when they know, had a play. He didn't look. He didn't look super hurt to me. I've seen be, injuries. You must remember everyone. Everyone on this. Radio show is a former athlete. I've seen hamstring injuries. I've also been friends with Charlie. But I thought, I, like was, uh, I, I thought Kevin no, White was. I thought Kevin White's injury was. No, no, I'm thinking Alshon. Alshon. 
Oh, okay. When, All sides. So when yeah. Alshon's been yeah. on the field, I didn't – I've had a calf injury. I've seen multitudes. I played basketball. I've seen multitudes of hamstring injuries, and I've just never seen anybody with either one of those run 15 miles an hour. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> when you have a hamstring or a calf injury, you you just lucky you're to make it down that field. fast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, you because, and that's because that's because a part of you still feels the soreness and it's just getting back. It's not like you have 100. percent I'm about to go out here and fly around and let it all hang out because you're going to be a little tender with it. With stopping mm-hmm. and cutting, especially from you know as a wide receiver, because you know all of that you have to do. So yeah, I mean, like I mean, a go. He looks fine. Another thing is a go route, um, and I know this from not from my football days, but more from my track days. When you're running go routes, you're using every part of that hamstring and every part of that calf. Yeah, and you feel spring injury while running track. And while you may be able to run, you feel every bit of everything. You feel every – I mean, people talk about how running backs are so tough and they they feel every hit coming through that that line. A hamstring uh, injury to a wide receiver, that – I'm not saying that a hamstring injury to any other position is not pain, but a hamstring uh, injury to a wide receiver is almost like a a shoulder injury to a throwing arm on a quarterback. That is his bread and butter. His legs are his bread and butter. And I'm not going to say I don't believe that he's injured, but I will if very questionable. It does give you pause to to, to ask the question. I, I don't I don't think you asking the question is outlandish. So I mean, so with that being said, what are we looking at today? We're looking at another team coming in here that everybody has automatically put an L over their head. But every time that they do that with the Bears, I think the Bears only pulled off that stigma um, against the Chargers. Every other team that everyone felt the Bears would dominate, they've taken an L. Well, I will so say now, this. What are you looking at today? I will say this. I was listening to Hot 97 this week, and one of the uh, radio jocks is a huge uh, Washington Redskins fan. And everything you just said about the Bears is the exact same thing he said about the Redskins. Isn't that that every time – Every time the, the the Redskins play against a team and play in a game that should be a winnable game, they find a way to lose it. So, if I take that into account, I have in the game. Uh, I will say this much: I don't think it's going to be. Uh, if the Bears lose, I don't. I don't feel like it's going to be Jay Cutler's fault. I have to agree with you there. I think it's going to be, you know, it's going to fall on special teams or it's going to fall on the defense, you know, break yeah. down there. But I, I don't think it's going to be on him. Uh, he's, uh, he's he's greatly improved over the past few weeks, even in losses. So I can't be mad at him. But uh, uh, yeah. the, other part, the other part of it is, you know, like we said, you know, 
Washington, even though they're in the, the uh the their division sucks. It's horrible. <laughs> I don't know what they do in those <laughs> three, five, and seventeen, and one for four and eight. See, that's I don't I don't really get that. So, but with that being said, that it's almost like they're not an even match. I mean, I'm looking at the rankings right now. You know, in offense, the Bears are 19th, Washington's 25th, 12th in defense, the Bears are 12th in defense, 20th in passing, 11th in rushing, whereas the league for uh, Washington, they're 21st in defense, 17th in passing, and 26th in rushing. So they might edge them out of the passing a little bit, but as far as game-wise, yeah. If they, if they don't come to play and they don't have it together, man, they'll mess around and be, you know, 5 and 8. I think this game is going to come down to the battle of the trenches. Will they be able to? I mean, I think this is going to come down to how well Washington's offensive line will be able to protect. uh, Will be able to protect Kirk Cousins. I think that will be the the deciding factor. I think the Bears' defense needs to play this game the exact same way they played against the Packers two weeks ago. Play this game that way, and if the secondary does not allow for the big play and the defensive line gets to Kirk Cousins, this is a Bears win. Because Kirk Cousins is not the most mobile of quarterbacks. Let's be honest with that. So let's get to Kirk Cousins, and the Bears should win. Now, to talk back about Cassandra's thought, the Bears have got to close games out. I talked about it in the pre-show meeting. They didn't close out the game against the Vikings. They didn't close out the game against the Broncos. They didn't close out the game against the Lions. And they definitely didn't close out the game Last week, the Bears just got to close out games. Yes, we something can be said for putting themselves in the positions that they're putting themselves in, but sometimes if you just close out the game, the best deodorant for doing bad in a game is a win. You forget about all the other bad stuff if you win the game. Because well, then right, there are the a lot of people not. that don't wear that deodorant. And pardon me for being yeah. a little, <laughs> but <laughs> there are, that's the deodorant. That's how simple it is. Man, I gotta do some fashion. Uh, they, they, they need to. They need to just close out the game because there was so much that happened at the end of that game in the fourth quarter that they were in a prevent defense long before they should have gotten in a prevent defense. They were. And everyone on this show knows how to mm-hmm. pick kickers, and more specifically, Robbie Gold. I don't know what mm-hmm. that was. He missed two kicks. Robbie Blair Walsh was laughing at Robbie Gold last week. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Blair Walsh was not laughing. I don't think so. I don't think he was laughing because he, Blair, he Blair, Blair can't laugh until, like, week 17 or something. Yeah, he got to miss a few more. <laughs> Uh, no, he but, does not. Uh, <laughs> no, he's saying that uh, Robbie Gold got to miss a few more before Blair Walsh can laugh. 
No, Blair Walsh can't laugh. But, uh, that's what. Uh, can't laugh at all. That was, that was bad. And then, I'm sorry. I'm one who loved the concept of running the ball up the gut of the defense. But Jay Cutler was doing good all game. Put the ball in Jay Cutler's hands from time to time. They didn't put the ball in Jay Cutler's hands at the end of that game. I agree with you. I definitely agree with you. He could have ran a little bit more. He has to, because they were having success with those type of plays with him. You know, but. Jay, Jay, roll him out but you know how tough he is, man. You know. Jay Cutler was, was doing some good things in that game. They just. Uh, the Bears have got to close out games because I just ran off four games that they should have won, not even could have, should have won. And if they don't take it seriously today, I could see the same thing happening. Uh, Cassandra talked about a game today about the Redskins and the Panthers. The Panthers came up, came alive, and closed out the game. It's going to come down to will the Bears come alive and close out the game because the the Redskins are not going to make this easy. They're not going to come into Chicago and make this easy. Only stat that I can think of that's working in the Bears' favor is the Redskins haven't won a road game this season. You shouldn't be relying on stats like that, but that's the only stat I can rely on for the Bears in this favor. The Redskins haven't won a road game. Um and another thing that's not working in the Bears' favor is usually in December, the weather in Chicago works uh, in favor yeah. of the Bears. You know, the weather is not working in the favor these last two weeks because it's been good weather. It's nice. It's nice outside. I can go outside with a with a windbreaker on. I'm not going out there with flip flops and shorts. Uh, <laughs> Uh, like I know some people probably will. Oh man, you already know. I saw people walking downtown with like no no shirts on, shorts on. I'm like, dude, it's still winter. Y'all <laughs> act like it's gonna last forever. I'm just enjoying it while it's here. You're gonna be sick. Of I mean, here. enjoy it while you can. Walking around I mean, it's warm enough in Chicago for us to enjoy it, but not warm enough for us to act a fool. But my point you is, my point to bringing up the weather is. There's no quote unquote home field advantage based on weather today. Right. Um, the Redskins can come in here and not have to fight through freezing cold. And usually, someone like a Jay Cutler versus someone like a Kirk Cousins, the arm strength comes into favor because Jay Cutler can throw through the wind, it can throw through the cold temperature. Well, Kirk Cousins doesn't have to battle that today. So Chicago, if they're going to win, they just have to win. And it's going to be last week's game truly hurt my feelings because there was no way Chicago should have lost that game. And we haven't said it. We haven't said it on the show. We talked about it during the pre-show meeting. Anyone and everyone that was talking bad about Colin Kaepernick I have a problem With the 49ers Coaching staff There wasn't much To be said about Colin Kaepernick That you thought Blaine Gabbert Was quote unquote A better player 
You just didn't like Colin Kaepernick, which is completely and utterly fine. But don't try to say it was other reasons because it was clear in that game everything that Blaine Gabbert was doing was to the style of Colin Kaepernick, the way they rolled him out, the running plays that he made, the 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 call, the play call. You all just didn't like Colin Kaepernick. And that is very common in the NFL. And the Redskins, since we're talking about the Bears versus the Redskins, the Redskins are a perfect example of it. They don't like RG3. They put in Kirk Cousins. They kept themselves honest with it. They said, we just don't like this guy. And that's why we're going with Kirk Cousins. It would have been completely and utterly okay if we would say, we don't like Colin Kaepernick anymore. We're going with Blaine Gaffrey. A lot of people would have looked at him like they were crazy. But that's the that shows the the opposite ends of the spectrum of trying to lie versus trying to be honest. The Redskins were honest. We're going to go with this horse. We're going to back this horse. And they went with Kirk Cousins. And the Bears, getting back to the Bears, the Bears got to come out and play. Whether you, whether you underestimate or overestimate a team, it seems like the Bears, when they overestimate a team, they can win. When they underestimate them, they just act like they rolled out of bed, and they can't act like they rolled out of bed today. Well, let's hope you know they got some rest. They didn't have any, you know, um, pregame fun that would cause them to miss field goals. Right go. Um, you know, not to call out anybody's right name, but Robbie Gold, yes, we're um, talking about you. Um, he didn't have any rest. He probably should have took that bus that Jay Keller took. But he didn't have any <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. He didn't do that. Yeah. I thought the same thing. Yeah, I mean, he, what, what, I mean, it was a while left. You know, he kind of, I don't know. I, you know, I'm, I'm doing what I can to keep it clean. I'm just saying. No. And my wife might have had a little extra action living life before. And it was a little bit, you know. No. Limp, more limited than normal. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was just it was know, just a bad it was just like a bad yeah, wow. you know, poop lick chicken with the drunken monkey style. <laughs> it was you just know. it was a really I mean, big shot. So today's matchup, who are you guys going with? Like what what do you see as the outcome from a fan perspective? I, you know, I really have to I do have to agree with Mike on this one. If they come to play, the Bears can't pull it off. Uh, you know, they're they're pretty much on top of every category except for the passing one, which I think can be something that can be handled out with the rushing game. So I'm pulling for the Bears today. I don't think as indicative of the scores and the picks that I have, I've you know, been able to pull off. You know, I definitely don't believe it's going to be a uh, blowout or anything like that. It just, you know, doesn't happen. And that's, our, that's one of our mascots in the background, people. You know, sometimes we have to work from home. And, you know, so if you're, you know, pet friendly or, you know, enjoy the barking sound effect. That's on the sound effect. That's yeah. Right yeah. Uh, <laughs> he wants to be a part uh, of this. He does not agree. He's a Redskins fan, so I have to close the door. <laughs> He's not happy about that. So I'm sorry. I'm working you know, so, Sorry. So, you know, um, I definitely, I, I believe the Bears can pull it off. So I'm going to pull with them today. Oh, that I usually come up with every excuse in the world to 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 pick the Bears. 
Last week's game has given me pause. Um, Mike said he doesn't think it'll be a blowout. What I'm afraid of is if it's not a blowout, the Bears have something to worry about. I'm worried that the Bears are forgetting how to win close games. Uh, I'm going to say the Bears will win today, but I think that's more indicative of how how much respect I have for the NFC East than I do for the Bears because I don't see anybody in the NFC East having any excuse to lace up their shoes. So I'm going to pick the Bears. Once again, I'm picking nobody because (laughs) I I don't – there's another matchup today that I'm just like, eh, eh. all right. <laughs> I do want to see a really good game, though. Oh, we would all love to see a good game. No, no, all I'm saying is I, I, I want to see it because the, the Redskins look like, you know, they might have some postseason fight in them. So I want to see what it really, really looks like. I know that sounds crazy, but – you're honestly up against a team, and with the exception of the quarterback, you guys might be equally matched. Ooh, I just probably put the gut check from a lot of Bears fans for that. But honestly, I'm I'm not joking. When you when you look at the stats, when you look at what the, the production on the field, when you actually look at, it's crazy what where I even. And no, that wasn't a good check for any Bears fans. I think you were 100% correct, with the exception of Jay Culler versus Kirk Cousins. We're playing. They're we're pretty, looking in the mirror. Yeah, it's right. a very equally matched team. So I really want to see how the Redskins handle that. I, I really do. And I want to see if the Bears can take advantage of that. And I think that's been the problem. Teams, A lot of the teams that are on the bottom of of, of the, the barrel this season that the Bears have played, I think that's what they've run into. They've been able to capitalize in certain games and take the star running backs out or stop the aerial attack against teams that are better than them in a sense. like It's like they work harder, and then they get to these teams that are equally matched and that make the same adjustments at the same time that they do, and they're like, I don't. Okay, so we get a touchdown, you get a touchdown. We kick a field goal, y'all kick a field goal? Okay, wait a minute. So we run a touchdown back, and y'all run one back? Like, we don't know what's going on here. Like, Coach, what, what it, what's the – you know, it's like yeah, it's looking at Kim Possible. What's the stitch? Like, what's really going on? The neck and mole rat here. Like, what's going on? So I really want to see how both teams handle that today because with the exception, honestly, of the quarterback, they're very, very equally matched right now. So I can't – Yeah, they're not – I really – They're really not too far apart, you know. Like I said before when I was mentioning that, you know, where they are as far as their rankings, league-wise, they're not far apart. So they're pretty close. You know, there's not too much distance. The only distance that, that where they have, where the Bears have a little bit more of an edge is defense. But everything else is they're right there. It's not, you know, in rushing. You know, but that's why I, that's why I was also saying, you know, if the Bears can get the rushing game going, you know, then and open up the pass, and that'll open up the passing game for them. The defense does what they need to do as far as keeping Kirk Cousins in the pocket, you know, put, getting the hits on them. They don't necessarily have to sack them, but if you hit them and put them on the ground enough, you know, he'll either rise to the occasion or he'll say, be like, all right, I'm, I'll just he'll mentally break down and quit. 
and say, screw it. You know, so it just depends, you know. But I, I, I kind of understand why you're on the fence because they are so evenly matched. And it's one of those things mm-hmm. where you don't necessarily want to take the bet on either one of them because you don't really know. But I actually but, want you know, to, this one, I, my gut is like, just watch how the Redskins and, and the Bears handle the situation because we're in the NFC North, and I know the Bears are, what, five and seven, but some weird things are happening in both of those divisions that you don't know who's coming right. out of. And I'm I'm very serious. I know you've got the Packers and the Vikings sitting atop of the division, of which the Vikings should really be two games atop of the division, but that's the 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 next topic. So, moving right along, you guys are rolling with the Bears. I'm completely undecided. I actually want to see how both teams perform, how well they perform. So, I'm rolling with nobody. But good football. And, and that's honestly what I want to see today. Um, so, football. I know I have to still get that sound effect. Like, I love that. So, I should end, this, I should end the show with that. I'm, gonna end the, I'm ending the show with that whole song today. You watch. I've got to do it. Um, moving right along. We, we've got to do this because it would be very rude not to do this. So, the Lions do play today. They play the Rams. They're going to lose. Um, half of the team is out. That's our report, the Lions on the Rams. So moving right along. <laughs> I mean, I said it during the pre-show. I said it last week. The most entertaining um, thing yeah. about the Lions is watching Martha Ford on Monday. I know. Martha, you got to let me borrow those Jackie Onassis gloves, girl, with those pearls because she sits there, and she's looking like, what's, his, what's that young fellow's name that missed the ball? We can't have him here next year. Like, that's how she sits there watching the whole day. I mean, I personally believe, and I said it, uh-oh, uh-oh, Matt uh-oh. Stafford mm-hmm. and Calvin Johnson should be asking to be traded in the off season. <laughs> there's nothing, okay. there's nothing so, worth being – I cannot – Let me do this. Let, let me interrupt. Let me interrupt our own selves on our own show. So on Twitter, I just posed the question because I, I'm on a fan chat, and to be honest, it's really, really leaning toward. I'm gonna need Deshaun to quit dancing and play football. It's really leaning toward some, you know, people. Hey, giving the Redskins the benefit of the doubt. So I put out there on our Twitter page about three minutes ago, and I said, "Who honestly believes the Redskins have a shot at a W over the Bears?" It's coming in, and I'm getting more reporters that are like, raise his hand. Wow. Well, see, I, believe, I agree. The, the Redskins definitely have a shot. I don't disagree with that at all. Even though I picked the Bears, I think this is a pick em game. I don't think this is, a, this is a heavily one-sided on either side. I definitely believe the Redskins have a shot. A lot oh, of this I mean, coming back. A lot of this coming back. Like the Redskins are definitely going to get the W. Like these, every these people who I know contribute to Bears' life are like, yeah, the Redskins probably going to walk off with this one. Whoa! And I wouldn't be surprised whatsoever. <laughs> no, nope. I'm mean, surprised at the fact that they're just them. like, yeah, like, like they don't have any faith in the team they were right about. Like this is funny. I mean, think about it. Uh, there's Marcus Wilson is uh, was put on season-ending IR, which can go towards a couple of things that people have said. Uh, Eddie Royal is now active, but 
don't we don't know what's going on. Antrell Roll is still inactive. Uh, Pernell McPhee is inactive. We don't have anybody on the field. <laughs> get your gear on. Take advantage of this while you can. I mean, end of the season. You know why not go out with something like this on your belt? This is a good notch. I mean, so I don't. I think give the Lions their 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 whatever it is. So they play the Rams. I can't say nothing good about the Lions, so I I just need to be quiet. Well, you did already. Cool to you. You know why? And and I'm and I'm going to give you you kudos because you actually said something good. You said that you like Martha Ford at the games, and you know what? That's a start. That's a start. <laughs> That's a start. I mean, it does you know, count. It counts. It does count. It may not, you know, we may not be talking about the team per se, but you're talking about the straight lines, and she's the owner of the organization, so it does count. A little bit. Um, okay. It counts. I mean, yeah. I, the, the look on Calvin Johnson's face during that Hail Mary play summed up the entire season. The look on his face. I have never seen such a stoic, mad look on the sidelines with zero reaction. Sometimes that zero reaction tells you everything. You know, chairs, tables, Gatorade, Gatorade uh, jugs. Everything was thrown in the locker room by Calvin Johnson. After he released all that energy, he didn't speak to nobody. I mean, well, everything. It, 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 so the it, Lions are going to lose. Is, Jim Caldwell. Yeah, I don't think uh, it's going to them today. And see, the, see, the thing is, what I'm worried about is, I first of all, I don't think he'll ever get another head coaching job. But I I'm worried. Predict that. I'm worried, Cleo. Not funny. He just Ms. Cleo didn't even have to tell me that. I'm worried that he won't get another OC job, but he's an ex- I believe he's an he's excellent who? OC. He's an excellent offensive coordinator. He's he's got rings. He's got two rings being an offensive coordinator. One with the Colts and one with the uh Ravens. Well, I, I will. I, I do agree with you that all assistant coaches don't make great, don't always make great head coaches. You know, some people, some roles are just you're more you're more cut, more cut out for. You know, in, in, in that arena. So the last the last uh, ring, the last championship Super Bowl that the Ravens won, their offense looked horrible until they brought Caldwell in. Once they brought him in and he took over the offense, everything got back together again. And when he left, the Ravens' offense hasn't looked good again. I think it's just mm, last wrong with the water in Detroit. Maybe, you know. <laughs> it's, like, everybody's a failure. Like, come on, man. Dude, what's really going on? I won't say everybody's a failure. Martha Ford has some pride left in her. Just a little bit. No, what I'm what I'm talking about the seasons. Like really, 
really like when have they had they've had stellar players. But I mean, they've yeah. never had a history of being like you know, right? Just a great winning team. they've they've always had great players. You know, Barry Sanders is one. Like how, all that talent and no ring, dude, because he was a Detroit. Put him on any other team during that era. And I also, I also agree with that statement. But what I will also add. And this is a problem that has plagued quite a few teams, one of them being the Bears. If you don't get a good front office, it don't matter what players you have on the field. I mean, during all those bad years, look at how many top draft picks the Detroit has had. They had Rodney Pete. They had Andre Ware. They had, they've had some Heisman Trophy winners, multiple Heisman Trophy winners. And just drafting – yeah, I, one, I know just drafting the Heisman Trophy winner doesn't guarantee anything, but I'm not going to believe that all these players were that good in college and then they get to Detroit and they're that bad. I believe part of it was Detroit was that bad because even Rodney Pete, once he left Detroit, he became a decent QB for other teams. If you don't have the I right front office, the right coaching oh. staff, Right front office, right coaching staff, you're not going to look good. Front office, back office, side office, it's all in the – they all drink the same water. (laughs) It's in the water. It's It's in in the water. water. I know. It's in the water. Don't drink the water. Don't drink the water. It sounds like you're saying the Lions – don't drink the Detroit Lions water because Detroit has had some good teams in their history. The Pistons have looked good. The, the Red Wings have looked good. Joe Lewis, the Bucks has looked good. We, we, we just can't, we just can't go to Detroit and get out. We just can't. We just can't go to Detroit and be like they're going to lose. All right, and next in today's news, like we just. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have can do it. no confidence in the in the Detroit. I can't. I can't think of any scenario where Detroit beats the Rams today. Yeah, I'm with you. I, 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 I well, but either. most of the team is hurt anyway, so. Right. Like, no Calvin Johnson. It's, 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 that's it. It's, thanks for coming out, playing ball this season. They've got a lot to work on in the offseason. Mm. So you know, good luck out there, guys. Try not to get hurt. Um, Season's almost over. You'll get paid this week. It's almost over, guys. Keep them moving. It's not all your fault. It's it's not. Once the tree shake is done, you know, at the end of the season, you'll be fine. You know, everybody will land somewhere. We hope. But yeah, I don't really see that doing that today either. Um, Really, no. It's like. There's really no flicker of hope with that at this point. It's like seeing that I, I'm pretty sure if I if I was on a team with their record or going through what they're going through right now, I'd want to get the season over with. This is let's these last four games of which uh, you know we are gonna put it again. We know let's let's do what we can not to look horrible, you know, and not I look mean, bad, and and let's just finish you know strong. I mean, you gotta look at 
just, you I mean, it's, what can you do? That's how you got to finish. You got to have, you got to. I mean, this season. Life. At this point, you look at through the next year. This season is actually worse as far as uh, oh, you know what? what you have to play for than the, than the 0 and 16 season. I know she even the 0 and 16. Stop this. I I really do like I. Yeah. All right, so gonna we're lose. gonna stop right there, people. And yeah, they're gonna lose. They're, they're gonna, gonna lose. lose. What was that from? What did I cry But moving right ahead, my squad already <laughs> lost, and unfortunately. It, my slide, of course the world knows I am diehard Minnesota Vikings fan I bleed purple My life is purple outside of the Seminoles Half of my house And love everything about the Vikings Have for years So yay me Except for Thursday um, Now what I will say Is when we talk about teams That um, have big key injuries The Vikings went into that game Thursday With almost no secondary they have a deplete their their defense and their secondary is is major players. The big names, the starters are hurt. From from Harrison to Linval Joseph. I mean, they're really hurt. Those rookies on that second string got in that game and they balled. I was so proud looking at them. Like I hope all of their mothers and families had a chance Oh my goodness If you ever And I mean it wasn't like One or two rookies Like They had to put Yeah They were on the field Yeah I heard it was They were doing it Yeah They they were doing the darn thing And not only that The O-line Was protecting Teddy Bridgewater So well That Teddy had a chance To make very key plays And also do something That Teddy Bridgewater Obsessed me With because the Vikings have two very, very, very large, wonderful tight ends in Red Nelson and Kyle Rudolph. He found them. And those are some big I mean, guys. With the exception of the just, final play of the just, game, that might have been Teddy, Teddy Breezewater's best game in his career. Best game. This, I, honestly, it, it, it really was. Even when they shut Adrian down, which I had a feeling that was going to happen, the team kept balling. They kept, we actually, we actually, there was a Mike Wallace sighting a couple times. I couldn't believe it. I didn't know what was going on. Um, are you are you swearing? Sure. Right, what's going on there? Huh? Hello? What's happening? Mike, are you there? Yeah, I, I thought he was laughing. Oh, I didn't know what was going on. Like, somebody get him oxygen. I didn't know. What are you sure? Mike? So there was a Mike Wallace fighting. There was there were a couple. It was unreal. Um, Captain Munderland, Xavier Rose got went out the game, came back in the game. Like I refused to be injured until I get on the plane. Like it was absolutely it was awesome. I've yet to see a team this season give the Cardinals the run for their money the way the Vikings did. I cannot sit here and in fact I'm going to do this despite the fact that it ended up not in my favor. It did end up as a loss, and it was that last play. I have to honestly commend the Vikings. The adjustments were there. The rookies played solid ball. That old line protected Teddy like you wouldn't believe. When they stopped the ground game, Teddy was actually able to have aerial attacks. And a lot of them were short. But then 
I think there were 12, 18-yard passes. It was very refreshing to watch the Vikings actually play what may look like postseason football. The controversy came on the last play of the game. And for me, even in – okay, okay, what's going down in the background? Uh, I don't know. You had a chance. Um, but for for me, in watching the game and rewatching and rewatching the ending, this is my thing. Um, you're under two minutes. You do have the ball. Yes, you want to get a field goal range. Which Blair Walsh? One more. Wait, wait. Blair Blair Walsh. And I have to do this. So so forgive me, fans, if this happens to blow your ears out. Do you all believe that Blair Walsh was on all night? Yeah. Not once did I have to play this drinking game when uh, he lined up to kick it through the uprights. I didn't have to do it. He was successful the entire night. Everything that he kicked went straight through flawlessly. So Blair Walsh is having a a great night. You're three and ten, and you've got at the time what was it like eighteen seconds left on the clock? You have a chance to tie the game. Now, true indeed, if you weren't third and ten when they were first and ten and second and ten, yeah, go for it because if you get the touchdown, we're walking off this field the same way Aaron Rodgers did against the Lions. We're going to do that. We're going to go in the locker room. We're going to take it. But you're only in field goal range, and you're third and ten. I would have kicked the ball. I I would have called the play to kick the ball. That strip had to be the worst. That had to be the worst ending of any game this season. I agree with you. I would have kicked the ball, too. And I was upset with how many people – I was upset with how many people were, that were blaming it on Teddy Bridgewater with the reality of, well, why didn't you throw it out of bounds? Well, he was still in the tackle box. Well, he I think throw it out I, of bounds. No. That's first I of all. Think he, Second no, of all, he, this is the what, offensive no, coordinator called I, a bad play. Third of all, they should have been taking the ball. The set, number two and three, I'll roll with you. Here's why they say Teddy should have thrown it out of bounds. At that time, that was one of the few times in the entire game that – the O-line had gotten beat. And you're 18 seconds. And the other team also knows, dude, if you hit off one of these tight ends, y'all going to have a touchdown. And we're going to look stupid. And then we lost to the Vikings. And we like, have one of the best records in the NFL. So everyone was covered. That seems to be an issue with Teddy. When everyone's covered, I would have taken that. Throw it out of bounds. Start automatically stop. Bring you <laughs> And no, I get that. Oh, it's choking me up, though. He wasn't out. He wasn't out the pocket. He couldn't. If he throws it out of bounds at that point, it's um, it's intentional grounding. He couldn't get out the pocket. Dude was coming at him. It could have looked like a pass. Teddy knows how to do that. He does that in several games. <laughs> and when when it's rare that Teddy gets out the pocket anyway. That's not, you know, he's not an Aaron Rodgers. Type of, I'm going to get out the pocket. If he thinks he can get out of the pocket, he'll slide for a couple yards. But overall, no, and I agree with that. that. Because he couldn't get out the pocket is why he couldn't just randomly throw it because it would have been an intentional grounding call. 
and I'm watching it in slow motion, he could have, you know what? You're not accepting that one. <laughs> no, but I won't put that. I I won't put that. Um, that was a bad play call all around. That was a bad play call, and I put that more like I I, I really wanted to write a dear John letter to North Turner, like you know what we're leaving you. you because you had the game. <laughs> if you didn't have the game more on, on North Turner than you do on on Zimmer, I'm surprised. Because the decision to go for a pass, I mean, the decision to run a play is in Zimmer's hands, not not Turner's hands. I, I get that, but even, even North, that one for the team, for the second week in a row. He, he, he felt, for some strange reason, what he could see up in the sky oh so high, that they could get closer. And so Zim rolled with it. I would have put Blair was on all night. So y'all want to put Blair on the field to kick these type of field goals when Blair didn't miss everything. He hit birds in the sky. He just took out the blimp that's over the the, the stadium and ain't put nothing through the uprights. And y'all are like, let him kick the ball. Well, that night, <laughs> that night Blair was completely on. Blair was completely on. He drank Red Bull. He had wings. It was working. I would have a third down and ten. You're in field goal range. My man has kicked some long bombs tonight. Let's do it. Let's go into overtime. Let's do this. Everyone was set for overtime. If you didn't even like the Vikings, you were like, man, they're about to kick the ball. We're going into overtime. They played a hell of a good game. The the Cardinals, even when the Cardinals went up and tried to shake them, they came right back. They couldn't get past these rookies. These rookies were out there playing amazing Football coming off the second string with the, the starting lineup hurt, and you were just like, "This, this was the worst ending." So again, even if you didn't like the Vikings, you were like, "What the?" It was, you know, what it was like. It was like, okay, so my grandfather had to tell me about this, and so I had to look it up on YouTube. But my grandfather used to always talk about the Heidi game, and I didn't know what that was. And I used to hear commentators and everyone talk about that when I was like a teenager. I was like, so what is this? And what it was was you guys know the the play slash made for TV movie book Heidi, right? Y'all have all heard of it, mm-hmm. little girl Heidi. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it was a made for TV movie. And there was a very, very, very key important football game going in overtime. And at that time, football didn't rule the world. So even if they were going into overtime, there was no continue the game. And when it's over, get back to your regularly scheduled program. Your regularly scheduled program just came on. And in the middle <clears throat> of an overtime play that would have decided the game, the game cuts off, Heidi comes on, and people lost their mind nationwide. Wow. And it, and it's called the famous Heidi game. Um, so for those of you, <laughs> of course, I had to look it up. Like, I wasn't around for it, but I had to look it up because my grandfather used to always use that preference. That's how I felt this was. I felt like everybody was like, he's going to throw it, even though they should have kicked it. He's going to throw it, and it's over. Up oh, the news is on. Like, literally, is I would have used that reference on the Packers game, but, yeah, the Packers-Lions game. No, yeah, that, no, no, that was, that was totally different. Like, this game, like, had – this game just ended. Like, the Packers celebrated on off the field. Like, that was, like, amazing. <laughs> that was, like, Aaron Rodgers. Like, you couldn't say anything else, but, you know, wah, wah, wah. 
this game was just like over. Like everybody was on their tippy toes. Not, you know, just like it's going in the overtime. They played a great game. The rookie's been balling. Okay, he blew the oh, – but you mean it's over? Like literally that was <laughs> like, that's it? What is we day one? What? And then the news was on. <laughs> it was just like, are you serious? Like it, there was no, it wasn't a celebration. It wasn't a, you know, they did the ball to take the knee, whatever. It was, nobody could believe it. I couldn't believe it either. And I don't think. I know they love Teddy Bridgewater. I know a lot of people love Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is an awesome man and has, you know, surprised us quite a bit, hence this game. But Teddy Bridgewater is not Aaron Rodgers. And a play like that, I would have trusted a Tom Brady. I would have trusted an Aaron Rodgers. I would have trusted a Cam Newton. I would have trusted a Drew Brees. To be honest, I probably would have trusted Ryan Tannehill. I might not have given Matt Stafford the side eye, but look what they're capable of doing in tight situations with the ball. Despite what their team record is, when you look at them as QBs, Phillip Rivers, look what they have done. And now we're seeing Austin. Mike, are you noticing she's named every quarterback except for Jay Cutler? Have you noticed that? Well, the reason that I've named these quarterbacks, <laughs> and, and, and that's the reason, and the reason why I did name um, Jay Cutler isn't. It has nothing to do with Jay Cutler's ability to play very, very, very good football. I have seen each one of these quarterbacks be the official deciding factor and have those. <laughs> no, I'm just messing For with example, you. I, I was just messing with you. It was, yeah, it was just like, funny. I just noticed it. Like you know, and we and I can throw up examples. Like of course, definitely what happened to the Lions with Aaron Rodgers. But think about was it two seasons ago now? The the it was six seconds on the clock. And it was counting down, and Tom Brady threw that bomb in the end zone. And I was getting on the plane, leaving the Vikings game to come back to Chicago after covering that game. And I'm in the airport, and I'm looking at this, and the airport just went silent. Because, I mean, that ball had to have come from, like, his grandmother's house to the end zone. Like, that's how far he threw it. So these are – these those type of quarterbacks, I would trust you. With third and ten, this could possibly be our last play. I've got Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers on the field. Yeah, we're gonna go for it. Not, not, not Teddy Bridgewater. I know he might look like that good in your sleep, but no. You close enough to field goal range. Blair Walsh had been on. You know, let's not get beside ourselves. Let's play reality and let's. And if you think Teddy Bridgewater is the truth, let Teddy Bridgewater prove that at OT. We got this far. The team is looking good. Let's just get to OT. And we got a shot at winning this game. If Teddy is the truth, we got a shot at winning this game. That did not happen. To me, that was, once again, another week of bad coaching. What I didn't like is when Adrian um, mentioned, and also congratulations because Adrian did get his 100 touchdown. So that's, like, super and, and pretty cool. That's, that's that nine-yard run was the best nine-yard run I think I've ever seen. Yeah, he did it. So congratulations, Mr. Adrian Peterson, on the 100 touchdown. That was, like, super cool for, for my team. There you go. But um, overall, you don't have that in a quarterback. That was not the moment to push that. In my opinion, 
kick the field goal that's going to overtime if you think Teddy's the truth, Teddy's the truth. So this is week number two. You have to look at the coaching. Mike Zimmer is a very good coach, but some of these decisions, just a couple of these decisions in the last two games have been a little, you know, like when the puppy looks at you sideways, like, mm. Because that definitely, <laughs> that definitely could have ended up, even, even if the Vikings would have lost, they got to overtime. So now you've got, you know, more time on the clock to prove if you guys are really the truth. And here's another game, with the exception of the Packers game and with the exception of the 49ers game. Those two games, I don't know what the, the Vikings were doing, some, something else. They were, like, playing Nintendo and got hooked on pixelation. Something was wrong in both of those games, and they just lost. The Broncos game, you know, I'll even I'll even give them the yeah. Broncos game. They weren't ready for that caliber of play. But every other game that they've lost, no. I, no, they're, they're two to two and a half games, and they really could have stuck in it. They really could have beat the Packers. They they went in there and defeated themselves. For a team that's on the bottom, that well, that's at the top of the NFL system as far as penalties, meaning that they are a team that has the fewest, they have more penalties in the first quarter than, like, they probably had in the, in the season at that moment. Like, they were just like off candy or something. I don't know what was going on. And it just didn't work out for them. And you're looking at veterans on the field like, well, if y'all over there going to run around in circles, we're just going to take these balls and keep running in touchdowns. So you figure it out. And that's just what happened. And they were a total debacle against the 49ers. But they had a chance, a, a really good chance of possibly getting the W because it was a really good game that they played. And no one has questioned the Vikings play. Bad call, bad, bad coaching decision, horrible coaching decision. I can't even say bad. It, to me, it was a horrible coaching decision and a terrible way for them to have gone home. It would have made more sense for them to go ahead and take the ball. Like you said, Blair Walsh had been on all evening. And so, you know, the quarterback is not the – Teddy is not the man yet. You know, he's no. the man in that position, but he's not the man yet. He may have another season or so. Before he gets to where he's, you know, consistent enough to be in, to be considered an elite quarterback, but right now he's not. You know, everybody knows it, and I'm like, yeah, I'm with you. Third and ten, and we within field goal range, and the, the clock's come down, man. Come kick this ball so we can go to OT. Come kick the ball. Let's go to OT. Let's do right. that. Exactly. You know, then you know, then we got time to, you know, we have an opportunity to stop them or score depending on who is the coin toss, and we can go from there. But yeah, that's just that that was just a bad coaching decision on their part, you know. And, and and it's not not a bad thing to have faith in your quarterback, but let's be realistic. It's not like he's, you know, right. done he's, this he's, consistently right. this season. He, he doesn't know what's going on. We Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady sat behind two quarterbacks that were notorious for for, for playing like that. And so, and now they're both veterans. And and look at how poised they are. Look, Peyton, I, you Peyton Payday. The Indianapolis Colts, oh, yeah, third and ten, give it to that guy. You know, like, Teddy's just not that. Teddy Teddy was not going to find, even if there was a hole, and I have, I need to go back and look at film again. So say there was a hole in the O-line that Teddy could have hit. Teddy's not that dude. Teddy's, Teddy's not going to do that Phillip Rivers move of, Oh, I'm gonna hit this hole and keep going. Aaron Rodgers just said, "Oh, there's a hole. I'm gonna be a running back." It, Teddy's not that dude yet. He he's just not, or or if he ever will be. So to me, to 
call that play. I understand it makes sense to get closer, but you just don't have that manpower at that QB position to try to get your infield goal range. Let's try to kick the field. If they would have kicked the field goal and missed, then they just would have missed. But to go out like that, that's like a you almost want to do over. Like I, I, if there was a such thing as like a rematch, like I, I would ask. I I would definitely you call for one because. Well, somebody you get you can get your worst game. What what you consider to be your worst game? Toss that one out, and that one won't count. You know, rather than do over. I don't know, but you know, it, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, let's say, you know. They're up. Uh, we'll we'll have to see what they do. It's it's going to be as always a very well next week. I'm not going to say, it, but next week it'll be a different thing for the Vikings. Who they play next week? Let's see. Hold on, just a moment. I'll have that up. Oh, I was going to tell you, but go ahead. <laughs> you know, I know. I'll be, I'll be there. Oh, I'll be there. I'll be there. Who are they playing? Weekend. That's right. Oh, okay. They're playing the Bears next weekend. Yeah. That's right. I don't know how I forgot that. My birthday next <laughs> Friday, people. And, you know, I figured exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, we have a little bit over four minutes left in everything. So, Mike, why don't you go ahead and tell them what they can catch us at. Mike, why are you still there? <laughs> Sorry about that. Why are you sorry, Darth like Vader, when he came back to Okay, you can always catch us online on TuneIn Radio, but on the TuneIn Radio app as well. And then don't forget about blogtalkradio.com slash Radio. I personally love listening to it through the Apple Podcast app, and Cassandra loves using the RSS Radio app. But the easiest way is still, the easiest two ways to find us is still the TuneIn Radio app, and you can stream it there or the Go on a computer and use blogtalkradio.com slash footballfanrushradio, or you can do that from your tablet or your phones as well. Good deal, good deal. Well, we don't have a little – we have a little bit of time yet, um, left. Normally we have already hit our college football section, but, you know, the most important thing in football happened over the weekend, and that is the Heisman Trophy was awarded to Alabama's Bulldogs <laughs> tailback, Mr. – that would be most boring. Wow, I was about to celebrate that. I mean, oh my gosh. Well, you know what? And this is how I'm expecting anything else. And so, if he was just excited about his Heisman Trophy win, our co host Mike has just totally thrown it down. Man, yeah, I mean, that you know, was boring. I mean, like, get honestly, that out of here. That was terrible. Well, 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 Nobody cares about, about your high school. We're not talking about the – I mean, no, 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 no. Derek Henry I'm just had talking a good about season. Win. But even if he – Would anybody – Every time he gets excited, his phone gives up on him. <laughs> My phone is not liking my excitement. Is that what you want to say? No, it doesn't. It goes completely out, and we don't know what's going on. It doesn't. Oh, my goodness. If Derrick Henry won, he should have won. Had had he lost, would anyone care? 
No, that's See? why I don't want to go to Seattle at all. That's, that's my point. Obviously, no. That's why I'm saying that was the most boring thing in the world. I've because heard expected. three different national shows talk about the Heisman Trophy show has gotten so boring that all they were looking for was the show that came on afterwards. They would turn to the show in the last 15 minutes. And this is even wow. for some people that are on that station. Well... Well, I mean, you know, things happen. I mean, but the rest of us here, you know, Derek Henry, we're happy for you. It's a great honor to, you know, to see that. But, you know. Okay. Our friend um, friend here doesn't seem to be too enthused. So we're going to move right along. (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't. um, Yeah. (laughs) He's not seeing the (laughs) Johannes. I'm All sorry, right. Okay. So we are going to sign off now. So this is Cass signing off. And and Mike and Michael and the poor Heisman Trophy baby. Um so we are you know, off. we want to thank everyone for tuning in and listening to us for another NFL Sunday. Make sure you follow the Fantasy Greek. I put it up on Twitter. Get your team in order for fantasy football before all the games start. You're in a crunch right now. And we'll be back next week with more NFC North and breaking news in the football. You all have a great weekend. Enjoy your football Sunday, and we out of here.